Hi, it's Lisa. Welcome back to The Healing Path, a podcast created to connect our broken hearts as we journey into honest conversations about grief and loss in our daily lives. Following the deaths of two of my children, I struggled for many years to fill the holes in my heart. I felt like I tried everything, prayer, meditation, therapy, coaching, reading, journaling, waiting, you name it. Plus, I tried a few less productive approaches. And after two decades of continuing to grieve, it occurred to me that maybe I'd set the wrong target. Instead of trying to feel better by filling those painful voids, I've learned that building a life around them is a much more attainable target. A major part of this approach is talking openly about what my grief is like instead of keeping it to myself. With this newfound permission to let all the parts of me be here, I feel more human and less like a robot on autopilot. So I created the Healing Path podcast with the hope that sharing our stories in a mutually compassionate and supportive environment will help us to stop working so hard to hide our scars from ourselves and others and start wearing them proudly as the medals of love that they are. So thank you for joining this episode of The Healing Path. Today I'm chatting about a post called Ducks, and it just came out today, actually, um, June 21st, 2022. There are so many extraordinary components to Zachary's personality. I sometimes take them for granted, but not today. As we pulled into the long uphill driveway and parked outside of Zach's garage, he was asking for a plan, which is completely predictable, since his anxiety builds and sometimes actually tilts during times of transition. As I was trying to figure out a way to creatively tell him it was time for a shave and a bath, he interrupted his own habitual transitional anxiety because he was pulled into the present moment by noticing something. Ducks! he exclaimed. Once. Clearly, enthusiastically, he said it once. There were no ducks around that I could see. I thought maybe he was tying ducks to some activity he wanted to do, like walk around the duck pond in town. But we carried on with making our plan to get Zach cleaned up and ready for the day. Later, as I went outside to shuffle the cars around, he followed me. Ducks! he exclaimed again. Zach's enthusiasm heightened my curiosity, since Zach is not one to waste his words on stuff that's totally random. Unless, of course, he's perseverating, which is an expression of his anxiety, and in which case we might hear the same word or phrase a hundred times in a very short period. So I did another once over look around to see what ducks he could possibly be referencing. There really isn't much water around his home, and I don't think I've ever seen an actual duck on his property. Lots of other wildlife, but I don't recall ever seeing a duck. But I knew that Zach was sincere. So again, I did a full 360 degree look around. And there they were, broken pieces of a large tree branch that had fallen and broken up. The method in which the tree broke allowed little branches to peek up out of the grass 
and appeared to be several ducks peeking up. If the person doing the looking, and this is a big if, had an open mind. Zach is brilliant. Maybe not by cultural standards, but when it comes to emotional intelligence, he scores off the charts. Because those of us who do earn descriptors like brilliant in our culture sometimes miss the most important and creative experiences that are right under our noses. My mind is limited. Since I know ducks live near water, it would have never occurred to me to open my observation window wide enough to picture that landscape of one of ducks and not tree branches. My brain had already labeled the wood as a mess (laughs) that would need cleaning before the next time the grass would be cut. I saw, labeled, concluded, and moved on from those branches without ever realizing there was another way to see them. Until Zach's open mind led him to more enthusiasm as he moved toward the wood now, saying, ducks, ducks. I had to step back and take a full inventory of what was around us, almost like I backed up out of the scene altogether. And there they were. I saw what he saw. Those branches did look like a family of ducks. And since my brain knows ducks don't come around because there isn't much water, I never allowed for that interpretation of the landscape. I never allowed it to include ducks. But Zachary's mind is open. No limits, just his experience, observation, and his presence. And in this way, Zach is brilliant because he allows for so many possibilities in his experience. He's not bound by the restraints of realistic thinking or dogma that's been drilled into him. He just calls it like he sees it. And on this day, he saw ducks. When we're on a journey of healing, we can fall into a similar trap, where our minds are so closed that our experience is limited to the constraints of our own mental training. We don't have the language to describe what we're feeling when we're grieving. And who wants to feel like crap and process grief anyway? We have come to learn that death is a zero-sum game and that when someone dies, it's the end of the story. And maybe that's true. And maybe it's even helpful for us to acknowledge that. But maybe it's true that our relationship with the deceased has merely transitioned. Could it be that each time I reach for wisdom that I gain from someone who has died, that I'm still in relationship with that person? Maybe there are still new memories to be made in dreams and in prayer. Maybe it's just a different type of engagement that our minds won't allow because they've been trained not to. Maybe there are other ways of seeing our sadness, despair, and grief. There are no answers here. Sorry, only invitations. If Zach can look at a pile of branches and think ducks, maybe there's a way for me to look at my landscapes and see them differently too. Maybe my grand search of answers 
is not one that can be tidied up or summed up in a book or two. Maybe it takes a lifetime to continue unfolding and unpacking this connection that is now spiritual and no longer physical with our loved one if our minds are open. So the invitation is to open our minds and our hearts. We don't know what's there until we do. But let's try to drop some of the restrained, dogmatic thinking that puts our grief into a one-size-fits-all container. And we need to resist doing this for two reasons. The first is that grief is not a one-size-fits-all experience. So compartmentalizing it, as I've learned, is futile. The second is that when we open to another way of seeing things, the possibilities multiply. The chance of something other than agony to arise, it suddenly appears. And it can feel like an oasis to look up from the depths of grief, depression, and sadness and see that something may just be a little bit different than we thought. So again, this is the invitation, and I just invite you to have fun, look around today with an open mind and an open heart, and see if anything looks different as you remove the labels and indoctrination that has been part of your and our mental programming since birth. We want to get curious about other perspectives and ways of looking at things. Because as Dr. Wayne Dyer so beautifully shares in a book by the same name, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at begin to change. And I've read this book a handful of times, and it has actually been my experience. So if I can open my mind and see ducks, where there's no water, we might, this is a big might, be able to see healing right now where we only see pain. If we open our minds, if we look at things differently, we're not trying to change anything. But if it's even possible to see a drop of healing where we now see pain, it's worth a try. So thanks for joining this episode of the Healing Path podcast. Dr. Dyer, Dr. Wayne Dyer, has written some of the most impactful books um, in my life. This was just a, a great, this book, when you, look at, when you change the way you look at things, things begin to change. Just a super big invitation to reframe things. And that's exactly what Zachary taught me yesterday when he called out for those ducks. And it wasn't, wasn't, one time he said it once and he let it go (laughs) when we were in the house probably figured I'd never know what he was looking at because I missed so much and then held on to that as we came back outside and I was moving the cars around and he sort of followed me out there and that's when he got even more determined and I feel like if he can see ducks and and I can see them too once I kind of took on his perspective then the jump, I know that it's a leap of faith, but hey, if I can see ducks where there are only sticks, is it, it, again, we don't need to answer these questions, but let's just ask them, is it even possible that I could see deep, 
profound suffering as I have experienced with the deaths of two of my children and many uh, friends and, and family members as well, but certainly my kids have been the worst pain, then I'd like to know what that new way is. Because for the two and a half decades I've been looking at it, it's been pretty crappy. So I love the idea of being able to reframe things. And it's just a mind training. Again, it comes back to meditation and just training our minds to be available and to take notice and to use the skills that are innately there, like the brain's ability to be present, like the brain's ability to know what's happening when we are present. Those are natural innate abilities that we just don't strengthen because we, we're not suffering enough, I guess. We're distracted and going along pretty unconscious. So why, why wake up? Why look at things differently? But for me, I'm on this quest. So yes, um, I do think it's possible. But Zachary, our 23-year-old, has a lot to teach us. And I love when he goes out of his way to bring something new into my path. So that is the post today for the healing path. And as always, until next time, let's do our best to stay present, to stay grateful, and to stay healing, and really to stay open and see what might be there that we're missing. And until next time, of course, I thank you sincerely for listening.